Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Andrew McKenna from Talksport. We're out in Sri Lanka covering the England cricket tour, as well as exclusive live ball-by-ball coverage of the Test series. Talksport are also giving you a podcast. It's published daily, it's called Following On, and covers all the news and views around the tour. It's full of player interviews, reaction and analysis from Talksport's team of experts, including Darren Goff, Jared Kimber and Matt Pryor. Oh yeah, and also some of me. We'll be rounding up each day of action from the test matches, plus the news from all the other days on tour. You can subscribe now by going to Apple Podcasts, Spotify or your favourite podcast app. Search for the Following On Cricket Podcast Subscribe now and never miss a show. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And welcome once again to the H&J Daily. Some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Now, an old chum joined us. He's uh, the world's most travelled goalkeeper, according to FIFA. He's played on every continent, isn't he? I think, I think he's the only one. Yeah. He is Lutz Van and Steel. He works at Hoffenheim these days, the head of international relations and scouting. He was the man that uh, helped sign Roberto Firmino. To Hoffenheim, and that worked out quite well. Yeah. Gilfie Sigurdsson, of course, was yeah. uh, under his uh, tutelage. But um, he was here to talk about young players today. He wasn't was, he? yeah. Okay. Well, longest intro I've ever heard to anything. Well, it puts him in, I think, puts <laughs> him in the context. people know Lutzes, don't they? No, they don't. Know, so they, I'm not talking about James Corden. It's Lutz Fallon still. I think you need a little bit of background. Lutz <laughs> Maybe he's in the carpool karaoke. Yeah. Works for me. Yeah, 99 red <laughs> balloons. That'd be great, wouldn't it? A bit of craft work. <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, lots of good, la- uh, good man, very interesting, and so uh, he covered a lot of ground. Talked about young players and other matters besides. Yeah. And we had a chat. Didn't we, we covered a lot of ground. Too. Oh yeah, we talked a bit about yeah, last yeah. night's football. But yeah, Bake Off. I ruined it for one listener. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, <laughs> please about that. Yeah. So here it all is. I'm of, a, I'm of a generation that doesn't quite get it because yeah. when I were, when we were kids, Andy, or, um, it was always November the fifth. I mean, you knew thing. Guy Fawkes personally, so I it's did, slightly yeah. different. But when I was a kid, we didn't really go big on Halloween. No, um, and it was it was it was Guy Fawkes night. It was penny for the guy. Yeah, it was always uh, a big thing. And us, big, I mean, they still have the firework displays. And a party and all you don't yeah. see kids with guys anymore, though, do you? I mean, no, we used to basically gone. get old clothes, yeah. stuff it full of newspaper. Stick a mask on. Some people more elaborate than others. The other local kids would come round and sort of rip it to bits. You'd have to find an old price. Swindells does it. Yeah, does it? Yeah, <laughs> really. That's, yeah, that's rubbish. That's very, very. Poor. You'd have to go. Penny for guy swindles. I think it costs more than that. We Not could a do lot that. More. Why don't we do that? We could put guy swindles in an old push chair. <laughs> take him out and ask for money. See if he's prepared to do it. I think he would be. So mm. it's, you know, these days you know, mm. it's all about Halloween. I mean, yeah. go to. You know, I have seen a lot of people sort of whinging about it. You just think, oh, leave it. What does it? 
matter if people want to do it and people kids want to go you just enjoy cut, it why don't you let people to, do it cut to Andy no. answering the door this evening and he tells them to clear off they egg his house <laughs> I don't know a slightly it's the wife attitude. that doesn't like them I'm always very I always like you go out there sweets do you? and everything. you're not but, dress up uh, I won't be around because I'm going to football so oh, okay, there you fair go. Enough. last so night don't bother knocking on Uncle Andy's house <laughs> no, don't bother because there'll be no mini bags or more teasers <laughs> there no, don't worry no about chance. that yeah yeah and you get the kids now you get like Th- six-year-old Pat Jennings where you offer the basket and like he doesn't take one <laughs> mum's standing there big hand. You know, great big hand great big claw comes in as half the bag six-year-old Pat Jennings yeah stuffing <laughs> chocolates what in his thought. pocket you're thinking yeah thanks very much for knocking I hope your teeth fall out so anyway uh, on that happy note it is yeah. and uh, anyway I uh, to last night to the pitch and uh, to the pitch oh yes well, that's to the pitch say. that's what we say I'm moving the I'm moving the whole Thing. thing on, okay. Yes, to Burton versus Forest. Yeah. A very enjoyable game. No Not a service station, Burton Forest. No, very enjoyable yeah. game. And uh, it was interesting, though. I did write at one point, neither of these teams would beat a top Premier League team. So it's a plum quarterfinal tie for Arsenal versus Burton at the yes, Emirates. I think if people have been saying that. <laughs> so yeah, clearly. It's, it's definitely Burton versus Arsenal at the Emirates, isn't it? <laughs> oh, yeah, you, you it know is. it is, yeah. It was uh, Burton played extremely well. I mean, they really did deserve it. So uh, tremendous. And uh, I did switch that. What did, what, what did you What did you make of the? I mean, you probably haven't seen a lot of Burton. I've got been some. I haven't really. Mm. Just bits of highlights on the goal show. Well, so I, I thought what, they you, played well. Good thought, football. Yeah. Very good football, but Nigel Clough's a good manager. Yeah. But everybody's playing. This is the pep effect. Everybody's playing good football now. The problem is... They play like Manchester City, do they, Burton? Everybody. They were pressing... It's high press. High it? press. Yeah. Trying to pass the ball. Uh, Liam... Uh, what was his name? I wrote it down. Liam Booth, I think his yeah. name was. Boyd. Mm. Liam Boyd. Yeah. yeah. Boyce. Oh, <laughs> do beg his pardon. <laughs> Liam, if you're listening. I'm not familiar with your League One players, but he really impressed Making me. Making you feel special. He's a, a boy that's going to play at a higher level, definitely. Right. And uh, even Nigel Clough admitted he's better than League One. He had a terrific game. He mm. missed the penalty, but he his, his play, general play, was great. And uh, he, he helped set up the third goal. And uh, yeah, it was some, some tremendous goals. It was Honestly, their footballers are mad, aren't they? Forrest chasing the game. They're, they're the last 30 seconds of the match. They get a throw where they can put it into the area. No question. Throw it right into the area. Let's go for one last blast. But it does a foul throw. Oh, no. Oh, you think really? Really, mate, honestly. And then the ref went backwards. The ref blew, and that was the end of it. But, uh, yeah, no, it was uh, it was good. What I did do, though, I, I stopped the game live, sort of thing, mm. on the tape, and I went and watched the final of Bake Off and then came back to the second <laughs> half. Well, you quite, The thing about the F- Bake Off final is you have to watch it live because right. otherwise... The word gets out there. It's you a know social media Oh, it's a tremendous. I see thing. people on social media are not happy about the result. Really? Because, well, one of the contestants, Raoul, he's, he's, Sorry, uh, he's, his bottle exploded. This Did glass it? bottle. And wow. glass went everywhere. And, of course, you know, the health and safety and everything, he couldn't. He had to throw away everything he'd done. He kind of bit of broken glass. Well, it's not ideal you? for Paul Hollywood <laughs> getting the Heimlich manoeuvre <laughs> yeah. from Prue Leith, can you? Not ideal. No. So, you know. Basically, uh, the and people aren't happy that he was given an extra 20 minutes. But what right. can he do? Well, if you haven't watched it yet, you didn't watch it live. Oh, yeah, now you know true, one, yeah. although you'd have to have been in a hole all day. Yeah, well, it's in the papers. Isn't it? well, Never watched it, Andy. I've come, whenever I've watched it, I've, I've always well, found it. was quite sporting. He was well behind going into the third phase, but he knocked it out of the park with his showstopper. Oh, did <laughs> His landscape cake. It's tremendous. Lovely. Beautiful. Uh, the referee last night, talking of food, was John Brooks of Melton Mowbray. It was yeah. quite slim, actually. No evidence of pork pie consumption whatsoever. Oh, good. So I thought that was good. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that was it. That's uh, that's my comments on last night. I'll bring you bad news, Andy. There is no Japanese tea. Your, your kind of odd Japanese tea has run out. Why don't you tell me that? <laughs> Why does somebody so angry? tell me? 
Uh, yeah, he's, he's trying to put a show together. It's not the producer's. I mean, it's not the producer's really? job to organise your show? Japanese tea. Do you drink anything else? What have you got? Well, I've got a minty one. Do you oh. want one of them? All right, yeah. <laughs> Great. What like an old it. curmudgeon. Go and egg his house even when he's not in. <laughs> The That's producer's great. job to make sure you've not run out of tea. You supply the tea. You remember how many you got. In my new uh, desire to find a different career. Oh, yeah. <laughs> remember I mentioned yesterday that I want to be in Neighbours. Mm. Uh, well, I think I, I found another acting role because there's a show celebrating the life and times of Fanny Craddock. All the performers will this be in drag. This is kids, anybody under the age of about 86. This, <laughs> well, she was a TV cook, look, wasn't she? Young people are putting together a show yeah. in Leytonstone. Mm. Uh, a member of the cabaret group Ducky are planning a, a mashup of post-war pop culture, style, food and gender politics in honour of the fearsome TV cook in Craddock's hometown of Leytonstone. So it's not so, something that people, young people aren't going to go and okay, see. Okay, right, so, fair enough. If people are into cooking, yeah, as they so prove Fanny Craddock, yeah. I could play, I, I've worked it out, can I play Johnny? What I've got is wear a monocle and get absolutely hammered. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds like it. It could be one for Alan. Maybe <laughs> we can play Johnny, <laughs> Scottish Johnny, for a change. <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. Well, Hawksby and Jacobs here on TalkSport. And now joining us in the studio on a bit of a flying visit to the UK is uh, the world's most travelled goalkeeper, the author of the fine book, uh, The Unstoppable Keeper, which we all first met when he came in to promote that, and uh, head of international relations and scouting for Bundesliga club Hoffenheim. It's Lutz van and Steel. Good afternoon, Lutz. Good afternoon. So, um, it's an interesting time in the Bundesliga, for, for certainly for young British players, and that's one of the areas that, that you look at, bringing in players to play uh, from the Premier League and other places as well. Reese Nelson is at your place, of course. Anamola Luckman had a good spell there at, at, at Leipzig. And um, Sancho. Jaden Sancho at uh, Dortmund. So I'm sure in the past, when you were talking to, to clubs about the possibility of maybe loaning young players, it was you maybe having to talk their agents, them, the club into doing it. Now it's probably shifted the other way. They're probably far more interested. Yeah, I think you also have to say traditionally... Uh, lots of English players or British players are not the best travellers. They're rather doing their trade here in England. Uh, but I think uh, Sancho was the most important transfer because it was one of the absolutely top talents making that move over there. And I think uh, lots of scouts coming over here looking at the reserve sides, looking at the, at the under-17 and under-19 games as well. So I think there is so much potential. And especially if you start... Hunting, I would call it, in the uh, at the bigger clubs, mm. Chelsea, Arsenal, Man City, Liverpool. Uh, I think there you find all these youngsters from the national teams and they don't really have the opportunity to get lots of first-team football simply because of the strengths of their own squad. So I mm. think to go on alone to Germany into also one of the best leagues in Europe is the perfect move. They're getting playing time. I think they develop and... Looking at Lukman, uh, I think uh, he came back as a better player, mm. as a more mature player. And also the way so far now Reese Nelson is performing in Hoffenheim. He's only 18, he's still a kid, but he had already a big impact and he has so much potential. So we are very, very excited actually to bring him over there. Is there a danger of resentment from young local German players who think it probably aren't enough yet, but if it, if it got more, you know, you, you wonder if people might say, well, hang on a minute, you know, we're just training up these great players to play for England and then when they beat us in the World Cup final, that'll be the reason why. 
Yeah, I think that's what we we have to deal with. But it probably mm. happens in a hundred years that England will beat Germany in the final. <laughs> we did. You uh, did slightly walk into that. <laughs> Harry Redknapp's going to be phoning up in a minute. Won't be that easy, I think. No, and not because of the English. I think we're having a bit more problems at the moment. Yeah. Uh, but to to come back to the question, I think the problem we have right now in Germany, we had the last ten years really good youth sides, a very good system in developing. But now it, uh, the end product is that lots of players are the same. They're missing a little bit the character, the individual uh, class. It's more like a, a big sum of good players, tactically well-trained. But this kind of, I call it street footballer, like Phil Foden, Sanchez, uh, uh, Sancho. Uh, mm. There's many of them yeah. who like to go one against one, who don't really think much and do it we don't have that exciting one against one direct players and for some reason England produces them at the moment like a factory mm. how, how much persuasion did it take to get Reese Nelson over to Hoffenheim for him for his agent for for Arsenal to say yes well it was a, a bit of a difficult situation because he was uh, running out of contract so they obviously had talks and uh, I mean he wanted to play more first team football so we could offer him Champions League football which is obviously a big thing for a young player and he's very close friend uh, with Sancho they are kind of like a college other family mm-hmm. uh, so uh, I think uh, it was not that much of uh, uh, talking him into it I think he got his information from uh, Sancho and uh, that was one of the main reasons I think that was the two pioneers, Lukman, Sancho. And I think there will be a few more to come in the next season. Are the clubs having a different attitude? I mean, did they take much persuasion or could they see the benefit of one of their players? Because he's going to come back. He's openly said that he sees his future still at Arsenal, doesn't he? So are they, they comfortable with this? I think uh, looking at some of the English clubs, we're having these huge squads. Chelsea at the moment, up to 40 players on loan. It's mm. a business model as well. So we're talking about the big four or five clubs they're having on purpose these massive squads, trying to make a business out of them, improving the market value. And if a player develops that well overseas to be a first-team player, even better. So I think uh, I don't think that the clubs, they do mind it, send the player to Germany. It's better to send him to Germany into the top division team than sending him to Sheffield Wednesday or to Rotherham. Mm. So uh, I believe it's better also to develop a personality. Uh, you come back, you leave England as a boy, you come back as a man. I do think 40 is too many, though. I do. I, I get the idea that it's a business model, but I think there are players there that will never, ever play for Chelsea. You know, and you, sometimes you wonder if they'll ever even have much of a career. I, th- I think they need to have something in between. And But this is definitely a pathway. There's, mm. there's no question. How do they do about speaking German, the young English players? Because we're not known for our language skills. Here. Well, it's of course, uh, to be honest, the Germans are. I imagine quite a lot of your boys speak English, don't they? So that wasn't a difficult part of the transition. Uh, yes, uh, of course. Now the younger generation speaks decent English, but... Uh, Hoffenheim is a special team Nagelsmann is a special manager he likes to explain a lot so you need to learn the language quite fast we have teachers Mm. Firmino also it took him three years to speak proper German but now he actually when he left he was fluent so I think it's very important for the players also to learn the basics Mm. of the football language Uh, they're having a teacher they're having lessons so I think it's a good thing also what was important that uh, yeah, Reese Nelson took over his family. The mother is mostly there. Right. Uh, the brother or the sister is there. So he have like he basically doesn't feel in a 
in a strange, weird country with lots mm -hmm. of bad Germans. I think uh, he feels quite home having his family around and we try to make it obviously as comfortable as possible. One of the, the things about Hoffenheim is that there's kind of not that many distractions. I mean, it's a, it's a, quiet, it's a very quiet little area, isn't it? It's not like... Uh, Going to Munich, is it? Yeah, you basically, it's easier yeah. to spot a cow than spot a woman in, in Hoffenheim <laughs> because it's more like fields and countryside. Mm. Uh, but the players, they're living in a in a town, a beautiful uh, old city of Heidelberg, which uh, is also more like a tourism place, not that much of a party mile. So I think uh, from that avenue, it's quite good not to be in Frankfurt or Munich or Düsseldorf or Cologne. It's better to be in a very... Uh, I would call it shielded area where mm. you really can focus on the football. When you're not here and uh, and scouting about and looking for this, what's what's your day-to-day -day involvement with the club? How does that work? Oh, I have so much to do. I mean, I'm getting grey already, as you can see. <laughs> Are you well, hardly it's, ever uh, there? It's yeah. I mean, I'm I'm actually most of the time there because I have to. Uh, we prepare pre-season friendly games, preparing all the contracts, obviously. Uh, yeah, um, negotiating with the agent already now we're having uh, talks what happens next season don't forget we're losing our manager this mm, summer mm. so we're now also in the hunt of trying to find the right replacement so uh, it's not just the transfer period which is very busy also the times of the planning and especially to, to also get the pre-season in order is a very long long process and you, you were saying about the qualities of the young English players that you're looking for and the, why you're bringing them. I mean, you brought in Firmino from, from uh, South America. You, are you still looking at other countries? Are you still in Spain and in, in Italy or, or not so much? No, we're looking, we're looking everywhere. But uh, realistically, for most Bundesliga sides, Belgium, Holland, the Scandinavian sides, Switzerland, Austria, this is markets which we can afford. Mm. If we're going into... Uh, a good, decent championship side or a Premier League side, the wages, the transfer fees for a club like us, it's nearly not to manage. Mm. So we do have to look, if we're going to England, looking into the youngsters. Of course, the Italian Serie A is picking up again. It's also a decent market. Spain, apart from the top four, top five, it's players you do can afford. But then it's also a bit with the, the culture, especially also with the language. There's not that many Spanish players yet in the Bundesliga like they are over mm. here. Uh, I think uh, Brazilian players are always interesting, but mm. uh, we have now again a, a big prospect called Joel Linton, which we took three years ago. Yeah. He was two years on loan, and now he basically came like a rocket. I think one of the big targets in future for the Premier League clubs because he's tall, he's strong, he's clever, he's defensively well organized, and he's dangerous. So I think everything a top striker needs. Mm. Mm. Now, um, you mentioned you're losing your manager, very highly rated to RB Leipzig, and uh, you've got them in the cup tonight. I mean, you know, was it t tomorrow night you're playing the game? Tonight, tonight. tonight. Yeah. yeah, it's one of these, uh, you know, we played Leipzig a few weeks ago, so it was uh, Nagelsmann's old team against Nagelsmann's new team. And of course, the football god sometimes shows no mercy. You're also getting drawn into the cup in Leipzig now. So uh, for us, it's more or less a normal cup game. I think uh, for him, he also doesn't look at it as anything special. I mean, he's so focused on Hoffenheim. He's so motivated to do something mm. good with us. So I don't think he thinks much about Leipzig yet. But of course, for the fans in Leipzig and for the media, it's a big day when the, 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 the manager who ends up there in a few months' time actually goes there for the first time. It's always something people like to look at. I think for us, it's more a game. We have 
problems the last years in the cup, always going out in the second round against another Bundesliga team. We're trying to break that bad series. And I think uh, for him personally, it would be actually the biggest motivation to achieve that. He must be a special person because to actually announce that you're going to leave in one year, one whole season with the club and then go to another team that you will be playing against that season... Um, I mean, traditionally that's not work. I'm trying to think of other examples. Sven Euron Eriksson when he was going to go to England, they well, uh, they so felt famously he, Sir Alex when he announced he was retiring yeah. and United started playing really badly. Players can lose their focus. It's mm. always a concern. You're in the hierarchy at the club. There must have been meetings where you're thinking, is this going to work? Yeah, we don't have that problem. I mean, uh, it was also uh, lots of speculation. Will will it happen? But uh, in our case, to be fair. Uh, he's so intense. He's all over the place. He's just the worst loser in the world. He wants to win <laughs> even if you play table tennis or if you play chess or whatever you play. Even if it's a yo-yo, he wants <laughs> to win. And that's his character. So I don't think we have anything uh, to think about. You know, uh, yes, he's a special character. Uh, I think we didn't have a good start. But that was had mostly to do with, with bad luck with injuries. We had sometimes nine, ten players out and still mm. are in a decent position now. So I think everybody knows what we have to do. And mm. yes, it was announced very early, but I believe everybody knew what will happen. Everybody know what will happen uh, in the end of June. And uh, we have a clear plan what we have to do now for yeah. the new season. And so it's for him. So I think it's a completely mutual understanding. Everybody's happy and uh, there is no bad feelings or no bad blood whatsoever. Interesting. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company offer flexible budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Sharon and here's where it gets interesting. Raise your hand if you want Salon Perfect Nails for just $2 a manicure. Yeah, me too. With the Alvin June Manny System, you can say goodbye to expensive services that take hours and hours and love your nails more than ever. I would know I've been doing it for years. Get 20% off your first Manny System with code PERFECTMANNY20 at alvinjune.com slash PERFECTMANNY20. That's PERFECTMANNY20 at alvinjune.com slash PERFECTMANNY20. Roundabout Season 2, presented by Nissan, is live now, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops. If we're stopping to get gas, you will be timed. Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have, like, you know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. <laughs> a lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, yeah, you, you were different. And so much more. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Pandemonium at uh, Gremio last night when yeah. they played River Plate. That was an incredible, incredible scenes at the end of that match. But he'll, he'll tell us all about that. Good. Here comes Joe. Yeah, he's Joe's back. He's now. back. Something, some, something's happening. There is breaking sports news by the sound okay. of it. So Absolutely. Joe, what's happened? Uh, well, charges against Jose Mourinho, gents, of using foul and abusive language have not been proven by an independent regulatory <laughs> commission. This is all regarding uh, that incident at the end of the Manchester United-Newcastle game early this month. The FA had cited the Manchester United boss after he spoke into a television camera in Portuguese when he was leaving the field following that win over Newcastle. Uh, the decision is subject to an appeal. 
They're so funny, aren't they? Honestly, first of all, they should never have charged him. That's number one. And secondly, now they, they look ridiculous because to say it's not proven, we all saw what he said. We all know you don't have to be an expert in Portuguese to know exactly what he said. You know, that word is a very, very common word. So fine. And we all play as people do that they should never yeah. charge him in the first place but don't now say oh no nothing nothing was said it's not proven Honestly. maybe no one at the fa speaks portuguese <laughs> it's ridiculous what does that mean <laughs> is he talking about putting I can see this. Is he is he trying to buy, maybe he said he was trying to buy a new is it a new putter? A new putter, that's yeah, what he's he wanted. A, yeah. Yeah, he's just off. He said he's so pleased with that win <laughs> against Newcastle, he's off to buy a new putter. Ridiculous. That's almost what he was certain. Now it will, so, just very quickly oh yeah, on, on. go. Um we heard from Harry there. He was raging, wasn't he, earlier on on breakfast. Raging yeah, about raging. the stuff that Gary yeah, Neville good said. Value. And uh, you know, I think hmm. under uh, Harry did now talk about some of the players that he took to Old Trafford over the years. Wasn't always quite like that, H, before your time, where we would often absolutely stink the place out at Old Trafford. Fullbacks, people who'd never scored in their old careers, would line mm. up to get the fourth goal. And I think Gary <laughs> Neville actually did. Maybe he takes it back to that game when they beat us 4-1, and he, I think he scored the fourth goal, and he he didn't get many goals. But it was it? the old thing of Sir Alex saying, come on, as he spurs and all that. You well, know. Yeah, you know, look, we'd be, you know, I think we got but enough look, self-awareness yeah. to know that that was a ground that we didn't always cover ourselves in glory at. But um, Barney Roney, yesterday, a Guardian writer, very funny, he said, maybe there's a slight chance that Gary Neville might have begun to overplay how bad Spurs used to be at Old Trafford. Oh, yeah, <laughs> when we played them, says Gary, they'd turn up barefoot and drunk we were 17 nil up at half time they had an alpaca in goal <laughs> spot on it yeah. wasn't quite as bad as that but it wasn't much better at times so uh, look, I, you know maybe mm. you went a bit over the top but uh, yeah but it's always yeah. good to be passionate and defend and that, of course uh, very good I always like Paul Jiggins uh, column in, on a Monday he's a little jokey column about the Premier League and he says uh, he's talking about Harry Redknapp and he says bookies make the former Premier League boss favourite to be crowned king of the jungle and insist He'll have no problem with being hunger as he's used to being down to the bare bones. Yeah, <laughs> yeah could enough, well be, yeah, yeah. Absolutely spot on. I hope he goes in, that'll be fun. Now, uh, I don't know if you saw this, but Ryan Giggs and Gary Neville, uh, they've been hit by a, a second business failing, according to The Sun, in just five months. Oh, right, yeah. And uh, their chef, Michael O'Hare, <laughs> quit uh, Giggs and Neville's uh, hospitality company. Oh, oh great, okay. Great yeah, loss. Yeah. And uh, of course, you, you, I've heard him talk about food, <laughs> I imagine. Uh, Starter's gone, main course has fallen, and here comes the dessert. There we are. That's if it. you, if you know O'Hare. ancient <laughs> racing commentaries, then that would, that would have been uncanny. <laughs> Otherwise, you'd think, what's happened to Andy? What's, that is spot on, actually. It's one of my yeah. best. They love that one at Cheltenham. <laughs> no, they don't. They always, do. You always, Andy always <laughs> says, oh, they always, they love my, mo- the Irish, they love my mic. They do. I, I remember doing it one night. We were at, uh, we were out with Paddy and his friends and yeah. in Ramon Blanc's restaurant, as it goes. You know how it goes. Well, not his, we not his fault. It was the brasserie, oh, let's yeah. be honest. And <laughs> it wasn't the manoir. But I'm not complaining. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, uh, and basically, a bag of chips next we'd all, we'd all had a, we'd all had a, indulged in the hospitality. And, uh, yeah, I started doing my Michael O'Hare in quite a loud voice. But they all seemed to enjoy it. Yeah. I was holding that black who, that bloke back who was trying to take trying to take a swing at you. Yeah, he was. Anyway, we asked you earlier on off the back of the question uh, on the pointless uh, yesterday involving Stern John or Strict Tim, uh, or was it Strict Dave uh, and Stubborn Tim? Yeah. Um, believe it or not, a friend of mine was playing on a pub quiz machine and was faced with a question. It was one of the easy ones. In which season is the Grand National held? Bounce, Boeing, or Spring? He couldn't answer it and ask for help. 
says uh, Ricky. I think uh, spring is the answer to that one. <laughs> Strange. Well, it's, it's one that gets well, you in the, the mood. The only thing about it is it's not a season. Bounce isn't a season and boing isn't a season. It was like the tenor question in uh, oh, Who yeah. Wants to Be a Millionaire, no, wasn't it? Yeah. The one that kind of got you in the mood. Yeah. It can be quite amusing. Yes. Um, now, do you see that the Australian Cricketers Association want the Sandpaper Gate players reinstated? Mm. You think, are they sponsored by the Hardware Shops of Australia Society? Yeah. Seriously, they, no, I think they, they got a fair cop and they they should just serve it out, which I'm sure they're going to do. Do you want some planning news? Yeah, go on, you've got planning news. Yeah, this is uh, concerning Warwick Davis. Uh, the, yeah. Actor, yeah. Actor and comedian. He wanted to... Uh, I don't know when this report has to say how tall he is. Well, we don't need to know that, do we? He's at war over his local council, over a six-foot wall. Right. Uh, plans for his £7 million home. Oh, really? We're doing well. Near Peterborough in Cambridge. <laughs> We're rejected for being too high. Hmm. Uh, well, he's not on the bins. Just says he's been in after the Harry Potter movies, isn't he, really? Oh, I suppose he has, yeah. yeah. They, they I mean, when you've well. been in a Harry Potter film, yeah. I would imagine Are you laughing? If, well, well, I don't know. I think if you're quite prepared to travel the world being a professional... I, be, well, he does more than that, of course, yeah. but there are people... He does that quiz show. There are people yeah. who've had minor roles. You go off and you do the autograph things. Comic and you, Con. You go that. on the yeah. Harry Potter trail. Hmm. I imagine that's quite lucrative. Yeah. I'd like, I think maybe we should... If they make another one, we'll try and get you in it. <laughs> I definitely won't be in it. I didn't want to upset the community, said Warwick, so I'm now putting in a hedging gate. Standard walls are six foot. I don't know how high the hedge will be, but I'll have to see how much it grows. So there you go. Some more very exciting planning news. I think it might be... This is another thing that, yeah, that young journalists are sent off to do, isn't it? Go and find some planning news that we can talk about. I thought you might have some read that and have a look at the Beckham's Instagram feed for their latest brand Beckham, aren't we a happy family posts? Wow. Okay. That's a very cynical take. Well, not me, Jess. I spoke to Dan Wooten. I had a chat with him about it. Your sources, yeah? Well, you know, he he does Amy's show on on Talk Radio on Friday. And he told me all about it. Oh, I okay. did actually ask him. I said to him, why are you so obsessed about this? You know, And he said, well, you know, he's not happy about it. Okay, fair enough. We'll see. Thank you very much. It's a, it's a bit of sport for you today on Halloween. Yeah. Pumpkin chucking. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it's held in Delaware, uh, US, where people compete to see who can fire a pumpkin the furthest. What's the technique? Is it underarm, like a kind no, of... No, and known as the World Championship Pumpkin Chunking. But pumpkin? What's a pumpkin? I don't know. That's what it says here. Pun- I'm sure it's Not pump- pumpkin. I think it must be a I think it's a typo, typo. Andy. Yeah. <laughs> it's pumpkin training. It wouldn't be pumpkin throwing, would it? <laughs> no, not really. Uh, it sees contestants use catapults yeah. and other machines to fire the veg, because you can't say pumpkin twice, no. as far as possible. In Canada, the Windsor Pumpkin Regatta yeah. is an annual race. Ah, to see... Who can row across the lake in a giant pumpkin the quickest? So there you go. That feeds back to yesterday. The man we spoke to yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. I don't think the chucking sounds uh, good. Yeah, well, we, we'll see if we can... Uh, the best way to do it is to get a big one and throw it sort of underarm from between your legs. That yeah, a bit be, like World's Strongest Man when they chuck yeah. that thing over the wall. That's it. That would yeah, be the technique that I'd be going for were I to bother organising a competition like that, which I won't be. Do you see those shots of uh, Philip Green playing tennis? Oh, yeah. yeah. He doesn't look much of a tennis player. I'd like to see him play. He sort of looks like Elton John. He's sort of like that sort of level. I'd quite like to see that. Well, in a kind of pro celebrity. Yeah, at Wimbledon instead yeah. of the final. Well, he could do with some good PR. A game of tennis <laughs> with Elton John. Yeah, yeah that's Maybe true. it wouldn't be a bad thing from his point of view. No, no, absolutely. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. I did mention earlier on oh, yes. that uh, the, uh, the Talk Sport uh, website sent out a fine a little picture from The Chase I think it might have been last night's, but the question was, uh, which of these uh, Trinidadian footballers uh, played for Birmingham City in the Premier League? Was it A, Strict Dave, 
B, Stern John, or C, Stubborn Tim. Okay. Um, we know the answer to that one, don't we? But uh, we did wonder if there's any fine quiz questions uh, that you've come across, mm. sporting ones that deserve a bit of an airing. Um, this one comes from Reese, who's in Chertsey. He said, during a football trivia quiz at the pub, someone posed the question, name three English league teams with three-letter O's in their name. My mate Andy, not the brightest, he said, was thinking uh, out loud, just went, Peru? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that one was wrong, obviously. Max Great. Rushton's been in touch. He said, I wrote the oh. questions for the 2002 online World Cup edition of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Oh, Did fantastic. you really? Yeah. Good Lord. It was mind-numbing work. <laughs> uh, we was made it? it a little too difficult. Was that what, just watching it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I said, yeah, I made I it only, too difficult. Only get to 32,000, and I wrote the questions. <laughs> it's very, I think that's, I know someone who wrote some football questions for, for Mastermind. It's quite hard to know yeah, where it's to, hard pitch to pitch them, it, isn't yeah, it? Really? So uh, we have some sympathy there, Max. Um, on, uh, no, you don't, obviously. Uh, on holiday in uh, Lanzarote, a group of us uh, doing a pub quiz question in golf. What is an albatross? Uh, we told uh, mm. our writer that it's three under par. She wrote 300 par, and we lost by one point. <laughs> oh, no. So there we are. Good work. <laughs> We've got the Bobby Moore sports quiz coming up soon. We have it? next next Thursday. Yeah. I always enjoy it. It's, it's great. a good night. Mm. We've got a talk sport team going in. Have we? Yeah. Mm. We've got a full quota. of a talk. We've got a talk sport table. But I was one. Uh, mm. You were one until you left uh, before the end. I did all right last year. We were one of the talk sport four. Remember that? Yeah, we yeah. had a table of ten and there was a load of late pullout. Something happened and there was four of us yeah. taking on the might of all these quizzes at the Bobby Moore. Some of them are so good. Yeah. It? And as you've heard. We didn't uh, do bad. During the Just Eat trivia. I'm not, it's not my strong point, really. No. That's... But I'm all right on the other sports. You know, that sort of, uh, if it's a bit of a baseball question, I thought I'd step in there. You can, you can do the bit. But okay. That sort of side of it, yeah. Oh, Blackpool playing Arsenal uh, tonight, and Ollie Turton, their fullback, uh, yeah. has been uh, having a chat to the papers today. It's tough, tough old times for. I mean, maybe they're coming out of it. They're looking for new ownership. Blackpool. Mm. There's still a lot of fans that love the club and won't go. There is. I was reading of one fan who still goes to the stadium, uh, and he's there for almost five to three on a match day. So he's made. He's, he's done his bit, and then he goes. And then home. he won't. Yeah, won't go into the stadium. <laughs> he just can't bring himself to do it, you know, because he doesn't That's want to support sad, the really. current ownership. So, but they, I think there is some light at the end of the tunnel. We certainly hope so for the club. Not, I think not tonight. I think they're going to get hammered. It, it could be a bit of a scene. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, but Ollie Turton, he said, um, his uh, daddy Ian and brother Tom run a butcher's shop in Hale in Cheshire, where many of the biggest names of both Manchester clubs live. So I mean, if they were to get through, I mean, and get sort of City, Is City still in it, or am I yeah, City's there, still in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Plenty tomorrow. I mean, night. I, I'm sure Daddy Ian and brother Tom wouldn't do this, but a little dodgy sausage for uh, <laughs> that's not right for um, you know David Silver. <laughs> it's a thought, isn't it? I don't think that's a good bit thought. of not bit of uh, sort of slightly off chop, <laughs> one that's fallen on the floor <laughs> in John Stone's bag. <laughs> Got to be tempting, isn't it? Well, if he ate it raw, I suppose it'd be a problem. But if he cooked it, I'm sure it'd be fine. If well, it went on the floor. Leave it in the sun for a couple of hours and send it to the city canteen. That's all I'm saying. It's, 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 there's nothing wrong with that. Of course he, they wouldn't. He'd they'd again. Fine established they business. No. There we are. That's, uh, that's this afternoon's show. Yeah. We're back tomorrow. We've got the hairy bikers coming in. Always good to see Cy and Dave. Um, Joe Thompson, Rochdale. He's got a very inspiring story. We'll hear from him. And David Hepworth, Spurs fan and author, music, seasoned music journalist and Very broadcaster. much so. So that's all coming up. Have a great evening until then. Imagine. 
the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Roundabout Season 2, presented by Nissan, is live now, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops. If we're stopping to get gas, you will be timed. Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have, like, you know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. <laughs> a lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, yeah, you, you were different. And so much more. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.